What's up, gifted family? Welcome to another episode of the show that is the GP YouTube. Just a reminder that if you support what we do here, make sure to go over to giftedperformance.com and sign up for our automated coaching service. For only a dollar a day, you'll get access to 15 highly customized training programs, a macronutrient calculator, our meal planning feature that lets you build and save meals based on your macros, as well as access to our private Facebook group. All subscriptions help us in continuing to put out great content to get you to your fitness goals. Thanks for stopping by, and without any further delay, let's get into today's video. Enjoy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Athlete Diaries. A man who needs no introduction right here, Mr. Cameron Cheek. He didn't get a lot of sleep last night, so guys, let's be easy on him today. No one in the comments absolutely bash this guy. He's a little tired baby. All the comments today. that we get on our YouTube videos. Exactly. <laughs> we'll get one. And get then that. a fresh, smiling face to the podcast. The one and only Vanessa. But it is pronounced Vince, and we'll go into why it's pronounced that. Falero. Falero, right? That's pronounced correctly. Okay, perfect. Over on, well, I guess it's my left, but who knows where she'll show up when this actually gets recorded and posted. Vanessa just got off work, but other than work, how's it hanging? Good. Um, COVID life is not really different than regular life, to be quite honest. I don't really do much. I'm an introvert, so I'm... Usually at work or at the gym. Yeah, quarantining all on her own is how, when you when COVID first hit, you guys pretty much just shut down, right? Just because of the no. field. That, um, uh, so actually, we never stopped uh, treatment for uh, these patients, but the people on my team, someone has diabetes, the other person is over the age of sixty, so I just volunteered to see everybody. So I was pretty much just going in every single day. Were you getting paid double, triple, quadruple, no. overtime, any of the above? That's no. exploitation. And honestly, we're going to hook you up with our gifted performance lawyers, and we're going to have a nice little lawsuit. And you're not going to have to work there ever again because you're going to own the company. <laughs> but let's take a second to give Vanessa a chance to introduce herself to all the people. What do you do? For work, what do you do in your free time? And what's the name of your dog? And what breed is he? And uh, the whole shebang. Give it to us. All right. Um, so I'm a research coordinator. Um, I see cancer patients and enroll them on clinical trials, which predominantly include like targeted or immunotherapy. Um, on my free time. Other than the gym, which I thoroughly enjoy, I'm sure, as everybody does, that's on this team. Um, I like to read. Um, I like going on hikes, um, watching movies, binging Netflix, the usual. Um, and then what else did you ask? My dog's name is Mufasa. He's a boxer mix, and he's probably the neediest animal I've ever encountered. 
for sure. <laughs> He's a handsome young lad. Did you finish reading Range? Um, I'm almost done. I just finished chapter seven. Are you liking I'm it? I'm telling you, I, I love it. But audiobooks are hard. I'm just really, I have to be like in the zone. Otherwise, I'm thinking about like what I'm doing tomorrow, next week. I do that. I I do that sometimes, like even when I'm actually reading. I'll read a paragraph and I'll be like, okay, I'm having chicken fajitas for dinner, but what was that paragraph (laughs) just about? Because now I have no idea (laughs) and I got to start over. So audiobooks are even worse for me. Um, Crap, I had another question for you, but I have for, oh, I know what it was. Ready? All right. So this is usually a PG to PG 13 podcast, but we're going full TVMA right here. when you're at the gym and you like to maybe hit on some guy, some unsuspecting individual who's coming to save you when you're stuck at the bottom of a squat, <laughs> what's, what's your go-to move? Um, I actually don't say anything. It's all eye contact. So I just look for the nearest person and I stare at them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like a dog taking a shit. <laughs> Please help. I trust you. Exactly. Help and me. I'll mouse, yeah, I'll mouse like, could you help me or something like that? And usually people come, but I always expect them to lift up, not lift back. And that's exactly <laughs> what that last guy did. And that's why I fell on his shoe and everyone at the gym heard me fall. It was awful. <laughs> So we'll definitely, if you still have it, we'll definitely edit in that video right here. Poor Vanessa. She's at the bottom of a squat, stuck, uh, trying to go for her fourth rep at 200. um, And some guy comes to save her and just grabs the bar and pulls her straight back. And she has no choice but to just take a seat on his feet. Damn, that that was bars right there. But quite a good video. All right, let's get into some more of the serious stuff. Um... Your training in athletic history, take me through that. So when did you first get into lifting weights? Did you play sports when you were young? What kind of sports? What were you best at? What did you hate? All that. Um, so I danced all throughout middle school. And then in high school, I took a strange route and decided to try out for the lacrosse team. So I played lacrosse in high school. And then I did cross country to stay in shape for lacrosse. Um, the only, what really got me into weightlifting was, um, like the conditioning portion when we would train, um, for lacrosse and those were probably like my favorite out of like the, the sprints that they would make us do outside and then like actual practice. Um, and then I continued to weightlift. I wouldn't even say it seriously it was like whenever I would show up and you know do like 20 reps of 60 pound squats or something like that um while ECF just to keep myself entertained um that's really it I kind of was like aimlessly training for a good period of time before you and I started working together so when you were aimlessly training, what was your what was your goal? Was it the goal of everyone who aimlessly trains just to look better with our clothes off to attract the opposite gender? Or were you just like, yeah. hey, I'm just going to go kill time? Um, it was more of like the cliche, I want to tone my body but not get buff. Yeah. Listen, I've been trying to tone my body and not get buff for <laughs> years now. And if anyone has seen me, I am still just this grotesque lord of a human being. So if you've got tips, 
pass them over to your boy here because I, I certainly need them. Now, comparing things like lacrosse, cross country, cross country is pretty hard. I, I can't even, I can't even front on that. Um, but comparing those sports that you first started with to bodybuilding, how does it compare? What's the difficulty level like in a sport like bodybuilding compared to what you've had history with? Um, I would say bodybuilding is easier only in the sense of enjoyment. And I can set a lot more short-term goals versus running. I'm awful at running. I can go long distance, but I'm very slow. Um, so that, I mean, I was just forcing myself to run at that point. There was even a phase while I was in college that I decided to run half marathons. I even ran a marathon. And after that marathon, I was like, I don't think I ever want to run again. So my running since then has been pretty sporadic. <laughs> Cam, do you think you could run a marathon? Like, had to do it. Could you run all the way through a marathon? No stopping to walk. You can do the, like, I have to poop trot. But could you jog your way all the way through a, a marathon? Like, like now or would I have time to train? Right now. Right now. You put your shoes on and we're going. How, how long is a marathon? What are they, 26.2? Miles? Yeah. Miles. Yeah. I know. <laughs> what are what are the ones that are like uh like five miles or three and a half, something like that? A five K. Oh yeah. That's why yeah. I was thinking about where I was like, maybe, but no, twenty something? Lord no. Vanessa, yeah. when you were at your marathon fittest, do you think that you could have done an Iron Man? Oh, no, I could barely even do the marathon by like mile 19. I was ready to just like chop my legs off because I couldn't. I was in so much pain. (laughs) Iron Man just seems like such an absurd endeavor. Do you know how long the swim is for an Iron Man? I always forget. I want to say like three miles. I could be wrong, though. I'm not sure. I think you're right. That's the number that I was going to go with. So it's like a three-mile swim, a marathon, then like a 100-mile bike ride or something insane like that. Like, my goodness. Give me each piece, and it'll still murder me. Yeah, my... Exactly. And I... Absurd. I think you have to do it, too. Do you? Yeah, I think it's swim, bike, and then you run. Yeah, oh, is it? It is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's terrible. That is, oh my God, I can't think of worse torture. Do you know how the, and we're getting kind of off traffic here, but that's that's when we have the most fun. Do um, you know how the marathon got its name, Marathon? A little history lesson. Cam? I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so it got its name from, I believe it was the Battle of Marathon. And I think that the where the battle was going on in the city of Marathon, the in, they won the battle, and the guy had to run back to Rome or something like that um, to tell them that they had won. And it was like a twenty-six point two mile run or something, something close to that. Someone is going to absolutely butcher me in the comments, like, "Well, actually, if you look at the history, well, fuck you, man." Um, but he ran whatever it was, like the 26.2 miles. And you know what he did when he was done with that run? He collapsed and he died. So we made a sport <laughs> out of something that the first person who ever did it 
died. Now, he wasn't, you know, having Gatorade and, like, those little gummies along the way. But nonetheless, we made a sport out of this man's, this poor, poor fellow's death. When you were running, were you doing the Gatorade? Were you doing the gummies? Did you carb load before your marathon, Vanessa? Um, I was, I don't know why, but during that time, like, I couldn't eat very much beforehand. So I would have, like, a banana and a bowl of cereal. And I started my run. And then I think it was, like, every five to ten miles. You know the, like, glue? It's like this pacing. You could just, like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was disgusting. But that's that stuff honestly is nasty. what got me through. Yeah. Um, I had... One of my professors, when I first started at UCF in the exercise science program, he was a big marathon runner, and he used to tell us horror stories of people that would, like, try that goo or that glue stuff for the first time during a marathon, and sometimes that stuff doesn't agree very well with your stomach, so you hear horror (laughs) stories about people who are, like, just pooping themselves as they go. They're just, like, pooping in their pants as they run, and they just keep on running. So there are so many things about a marathon that sound so horrible that I'm sure bodybuilding was a very nice transition you're like i don't have to run i don't have to you know put weird goo stuff in my mouth and there's a zero percent chance that i'm gonna poop myself so that's a lot of positives right there with bodybuilding except for miranda's wait till you hear miranda's podcast when it comes out speaking of pooping yourself we won't we'll just leave it right there Um, no (laughs) but Take me back to the start of kind of when you first got into bodybuilding. Um, and you'll have to forgive me. You're probably going to yell at me. How did we make our acquaintance? Who who linked us up together? Who screwed you over and put you with me? Um, I think it was... I had just moved back from Miami and I started going back to the same LA Fitness I've been to or I've been going to for like a million years. Um, Drew Tim, I went to high school with him and I saw him at LA when he was prepping for his show. And I saw him doing like the same move, same movements every time, but it just seemed like he was dying every time he was there. So I was just, you know, like asking him like, Hey, what are you doing? Um, you look a lot leaner. And he showed me your Instagram. He's like, yeah, um, he'll like send you in the right direction. I was like, okay, why not? But I waited, I think, three or four months before I messaged you because I looked at your page and you just scared the living shit out of me. So I didn't want to start something if I wasn't 100% sure. I get that all. I think you actually reached out to me and it was like some of the most timid messages I've ever gotten from someone. It was like, hello, sir, please respond to this at your earliest convenience or don't. You don't have to. I'm sorry. My fault. I will show myself out. Um, but it was very funny. Um, Drew, I think, I think I remember now Drew gave me the four one one on Vanessa. He was like, she works really hard. She's really committed. You know, she wants to get into this. And I was like, sweet, we can definitely, you know, kick this thing off and get it going. And you had a good starting point. I think, what did we do first? We kind of did like a mini cut and then we did a maintenance and then we did a, a prep. Right. Yeah. I think we did a mini cut for, started with you in June so I want to say about six months give or take um and then after that we actually we went into a reverse diet um and then we did maintenance for some time and then we tried to do a cut but I just was not abiding 
by what you were telling me to do. <laughs> so that failed. And then we um, maintained for some time again before we started prep. Yeah, I think that that maintenance phase really, really did you some good. Had we kind of tried to push for that contest prep when you were admittedly not following the rules for whatever reason at the time that you weren't following the rules, I think it was a good idea to take a maintenance phase and definitely built some muscle. And that for sure showed when you actually when you actually got on stage. I want to ask Cam, Cam, when when you were first introduced to me. Were you also terrified of me? I get this all the time. People think I'm some big, scary guy. I'm not a big, scary guy. One, I'm not big. Uh, I think I just didn't know you, and I felt like I was talking to a rock. <laughs> I was like, that, that doesn't really have a lot of emotion. <laughs> and at the time, I was also this 21-year-old that probably was posting really not logically worded statements and things. We're still, we're still getting you to that point. And so, yeah, I was probably like, uh, he for sure probably doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's okay. Let me, let me reassure you. I didn't like you. Not even in the slightest at the time. Cam was like, Hey guys, like doing this, you know, enlightened ice cream giveaway. Put in my code OnlyFans69 at checkout <laughs> to get a free pint of Halo Top ice cream. I did have my, my fit tard days going. Hey, it's okay. It brought you to where you are today. Vanessa, did you ever have your fit tard days? Actually, we can't say that anymore, guys. It's 2020. We call it Fidiot now. So, idiot <laughs> is still safe. So we call it Fidiot. So I apologize to all the people that are watching this for Cam's callous words that he just used. Vanessa, did you have any Fidiot days where you were pulling training programs off of Pinterest, um, you know, following crazy diets or anything like that? Walk us through the Clueless days. Um, I actually used a lot of like programs from bodybuilding.com. Oh, that's not that and bad. then I went through a phase where I followed like, you know, a bunch of like influencer fitspo type people on IG. And I think one of them was having like a contest of like who could lose the most weight. So I signed up and I stuck with it for like two months. But the fact that she's across the country, lives in California there, I don't know. I just, I didn't feel like I needed to adhere and there was no pressure. Like when I signed with you, you scared me. So there was pressure for me to like follow to the T. When do you think that you stopped being scared of me or are you still scared of me? Um, I think after I finished the mini cut and you told me that I like actually did a good job. And I think that was maybe like the first time you had told me I did a good job. So I was like, Oh, okay. Like I actually, I did this. Screenshot, print, hang on wall. <laughs> Dad said I did a good job. Yeah, exactly. So kind of when you were coaching yourself or grabbing these programs for online, you said you kind of had issues with adherence. Was that probably the biggest difference that you saw between kind of working with yourself or working on your own versus working with a coach? Because I think a lot of people 
have that similar thing where they sign up with a coach for that adherence. Was that the biggest difference or are there other differences that come to mind? Um, in addition to that, I'd say I was never like logging what I was lifting. So it was just purely based off memory. Um, and I don't really think I cared for strength training for the sake of like just getting stronger. Um, it was just weight loss was my main focus and changed completely now that we work together yeah and and what have those lifting numbers done since we have started they've skyrocketed up 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 and what what do you think that you were squatting when you first came and started working with me 95 pounds were you 95 you remember (laughs) yeah i remember because um i think the first time i recorded myself because we would talk about form and you kept asking, like, I was not really verbal the first couple of months. I just kind of did what I needed to do. And then you would ask me for videos and I would say, I just was super shy in the gym. I didn't want to be that guy or that girl recording themselves because usually they bother me, but I have now become that person. Um, and I think the first time I recorded myself, I was squatting about 135, 145. And that was three months in. So. Yeah, right on. Yeah. And look at us now. What did you hit the other day? 200 for an easy three? Yeah. With a couple, couple reps in reserve there as well. So now that you've kind of, and this is kind of a sidebar, but now that you're kind of taking some time away from bodybuilding and you're more pursuing strength goals, what are your big, what are your big goals for your 1RMs for a squat, a bench, and a deadlift? What, do you want to, what would make you happy? Um, I want to, okay, I guess it depends. It depends if it's like within the next couple of months, I could say maybe like 300, but I'd want to say 400. 400? I don't know how realistic that is. On a deadlift? Yeah. It's not, it's not out of the question. We can get there. (laughs) It might be a little ambitious. As long as as you take your vitamins and you say your prayers, you'll get there. Yeah. Cam, quit fucking back. smirking over there. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Cam, you got any questions for Vanessa about her early history and training before we get into some nitty gritty on some contest prep details? Oh, I'm 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 excited to hear those. All right. Then let us begin. All right. So first off, we'll start with what show did you do? What divisions did you enter? Because there's some juicy details there. And <laughs> how'd you place? Um, so I did Lee Haney uh, here in Atlanta. Um, and I paid for true novice <laughs> division and novice. But for some reason, show day, when everyone was lining up for open, I, did, like, I didn't hear my number called and I went up to the the person that was working there and I asked them like why they didn't call my number that I had paid for three divisions and she's like oh really he's like that must be a mistake so then I, they just lumped me in to one of the um, groups so I also competed in open but did not pay for it <laughs> oh yeah badass yeah. I only realized because I checked the receipt like I was it was something that just I couldn't I couldn't figure out if I did or not and when I got home the next day I was like oh Honestly, we at Gifted Performance, we we had a lot of fun at the Lee Haney games, but we owe a bit of an apology 
to the promoters because not only did Vanessa kind of like weasel her way into a division she didn't pay for, myself and Jimble and everyone that came with us, we did not pay for tickets and we got promoter passes um, and athlete passes. During so, a story, show. During the sold out show, we had to sneak in the back. Um, so Jimble had a an athlete pass on and they were like, oh, like you're an athlete, you competed. And just, uh, I didn't even see that it said athlete. And just on the fly, I was just like, because she didn't have a spray tan or anything. So she obviously wasn't an athlete. And I was just like, uh, yeah, she did really bad in prejudging. So she went home and showered and she doesn't even want to do the <laughs> night. And they were like, oh, like, I'm so sorry to hear that. Like, you'll get them next time. Like, just stick with it and do your best. And, and you know, you'll really do well in your next show. So we we apologize to Lee Haney and the promoters of that show for for. For, for stealing entry into not only divisions, uh, but also to the show itself. Um, but Vanessa, how did you place? So I placed fifth for True Novice, uh, fourth for Novice, and fourth for Open. Tell me how that makes sense, Cam. How do you get fifth in True Novice, where no one has ever competed before, move up to Novice, a more competitive division, do better, move up to Open, an even more competitive division, and also do better. How does that work? Someone, I, I, I don't know. There's some politics, man. There's some <laughs> for the show. It was some politics. I greased some of the judges. In between True Novice and Novice, I was like, listen, that girl up there, Vanessa, here's a, here's a nice, crisp $1 bill. A nice, who's on the $1 bill? George Washington? No, he's on the 100 No, that's Ben Franklin. George Washington's on the $1 bill, right? Cam, help me out here. Save me. (laughs) Come on. Abraham Lincoln's on the five. Yeah, it's George. All right, so I I handed him a crisp George, and they were like, all right, we'll give her fourth. Just kidding. Didn't have to do that. She just got better and better as she went. Posing improved. How did you you feel about your physique at the Lee Haney? Where you feel like you could have improved some more? Are you, you proud with where you got to? Give me the scoop. So I didn't really, I feel like the whole prep, I was just doubtful of like how I was going to come in. I feel like I even would message you like, I don't think I'm ready or I think I'm too small or whatever the case was. And you're just like, just be quiet and just do what I'm telling you to do. And you'll see. (laughs) So I did that. Um, But the day of the show, I think once every, once I saw everything like kind of come together, I felt a little bit more confident um i obviously did feel small and i i know i could put on more muscle mass but i mean that's what the next show will be for cam will you go ahead and tell vanessa that she's crazy for feeling small you are crazy a lot i think (laughs) a lot of people with their first show like because i'm seeing it with julie too just especially because she talks more i'm sure than most a lot of people will human beings. Oh well, the most <laughs> that aren't as close, I guess, or because worrying about complaining and stuff. And I'm like, you're gonna get up here and be like, oh, I- I'm leaner than some of these people are. Like when I was like eight, yeah. like I'm like, you're gonna be surprised. Some of these people that you see <laughs> go there and compete, you're gonna be like, what? What did you forget? What? What are you doing here? <laughs> Wrong sport. 
One thing that I I don't know if I ever heard you complain about it or mention it. Maybe you were just again you were scared to mention it. But were you ever worried during the process of like how you would stack up with with other competitors? For me, what you voiced to me, you always had a very internalized. I won't be ready. I'm not gonna be like where I need to be. I'm gonna be too small. But it was never like. I'm going to be smaller than everybody else. I'm not going to be as lean as everybody else. Is that something that you maybe had going on in the back of your head or was that never something that crossed your mind? Um, it wasn't really something that crossed my mind purely because I never really gave myself the time in a day to sit on my phone and like look through photos. Um, I think about like three to four months in, I set a schedule and I just became robotic. Like I was up at 4 a.m., trained at 5, went to work, took a breather for like 30 minutes, went back to the gym, did cardio, came back home, got ready for bed, repeat for the last Why? Here's, here's another big question for you. And this one it's gonna, might be tough for you to answer. So get ready for it. Why? Didn't you take more pictures when you were jacked and shredded as all hell? Vanessa, answer that one for me. Where are all the pictures? Um, I think I took, aside from like our check-in photos, I think I took Two, pictures. The, three? Yeah, maybe. maybe. Maybe peak week. And it wasn't even like going into the show. It was literally like, a couple of days before that I saw my back and I was like, whoa, I did not know my back looked like that. <laughs> yeah. Regrets. I know. Next time. Next time. For <laughs> sure. You say it, you say it next time. I, in my, in my most recent prep and you got on me about this, you were making fun of me, throwing it right back at me. You were like, Hey, where are all your pictures? Why aren't you taking pictures? But <laughs> I think the more that I took on the mentality that you had where I was like really just focused on my schedule, handling my own business, the less I cared about kind of taking pictures to see how I, I stacked up against everyone else. So maybe as in my old age, I've become more curmudgeon -y and more, uh, more introverted like yourself. Cam, do you, do you notice that uh, with your clients in terms of like the extroverts versus introverts? Someone like like Julie, who's very, very extroverted, who likes to take a lot of photos, likes to, to post a lot. Um, people like like Pierce, extremely extroverted, always taking pictures, always posting. Do you have a preference in terms of, of who you like to work with? Uh, you know, I like working with both. It's not that I would, I guess, prefer working with one or another unless it, I, I do, I will say I like working um uh, I enjoy when athletes communicate more um, and just have a better connection relationship because it makes my job more fun and feel like I'm not just working with a number. Um, but I mean, if I had to pick, yeah, like I would, I would prefer people that keep communication high, but I definitely have both like uh, Curtis, for example, he's so quiet, like texting wise. I remember cause Paul just started uh we started co-coaching some with Curtis and I remember one time he was like, is Curtis just like, is he fed up or something? And I'm like, no, he just texts like a grandma. Like <laughs> at first I used to get really frustrated. And then I realized like, uh, he just texts like a grandma. 
Like, I actually remember in the first couple months that Vanessa and I started working together, I think Drew texted me because Drew and I were still working together at that time in his post-show period. He's like, oh, how's Vanessa doing? I was like, uh, I, well, I think. I don't I don't really know. Like, <laughs> she checks in. Her weight is moving correctly. Her macros look good. But, like, I don't know if she's happy, miserable, or somewhere in between because the communication is so. But now you've kind of blossomed, come out of your, come out of your shell and you're, I think you're a lot less introverted than you used to be. Yeah. I think a lot of it. Uh, Go, go ahead. I think a lot of it was that I didn't want to like be annoying. I mean, now I feel like mostly what we talk about is I'm sending you videos or like, I'm telling you like, Oh, I hit this number. But for the most part, I, I just don't like, I don't see the purpose of, complaining or sending messages that like you don't really care about i don't know that's just my mentality of it i don't want to bother i guess (laughs) sometimes sometimes that works out sometimes it doesn't go so well because vanessa will be like hey i went for my amrap squat set and this is what i got and it was a little less than what i wanted so you know i'm gonna try again and i'm like okay yeah you know you'll get a chance to try again (laughs) and then the next day she texts me and she's like hey i tried the squat set again and it went way worse than last time (laughs) i was like what are you an insane person you tried to max out your squat two days in a row so, you know, it has its positives and it has its negative, but we, we make it through nonetheless. Another question that I did have for you about just kind of the contest prep, dieting process as a whole, what would you say for you are the easiest parts of prep and then what are the hardest parts of prep? Um, easiest part would definitely have to be just showing up to the gym and like, doing my workout and cardio um hardest I don't know I mean I really didn't think that prep was that hard like I I consciously made an effort not to complain to other people like I didn't want to be mean obviously I'm dealing with sick people so I'm not trying to exert that kind of energy on them but um I guess the hardest part was waking up in the middle of the night hungry. I think that was my least favorite thing. And there's nothing you can do to go back to sleep. You just have to chug a bunch of water to your belly's full and then just go try to go back to sleep, I guess. Um, but I would always, I would have this weird like thing telling myself, um, food is always guaranteed tomorrow. So even though I wasn't eating enough or as much as I wanted today, that I would still have the same spinach, egg whites and tuna tomorrow. <laughs> Damn, that's quite the quote right there. That's some wisdom right there. We're gonna have to put that in a little quote when we release this podcast. I like that. Put it on a t-shirt. I'll give you some of the proceeds from it. Um, <laughs> so I think that everyone we've asked that question has said something similar, like the training and you know the cardio and just going to the gym. And that's kind of like my happy place in prep. And then the worst part of prep is you know you're a little bit hungry from time to time or 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 all the time. Um, now one thing that I did want to ask you in particular, because I think that you especially, and I know Cam has had a couple clients that are like this as well. You probably had to diet as hard as I've seen anyone diet before in terms of people that I've worked with. Um, do you remember what your lowest body weight was that you got to? 
Um, I think 123, 124. Okay, so 123, 124. That's, and how tall are you? Um, I'm 5'5". Five, five. Okay, so 5'5". Five, five. So for reference, my fiance Jimbo she is also 5'5 when she competed in bikini she weighed 103 pounds and she was actually I think at the end of your prep you were eating close to like 11 1100 calories a day right on a good day yeah yeah and doing 500 600 (laughs) calories of cardio a day as well yeah so when you look at that and you say look how little I have to eat Look at how much cardio I have to do. Was there ever like a moment in your mind where you said like, woe is me. Look at how hard this is for me. Look how easy it is for everyone else. Like, what, like, why is it like this? Did you ever have that mentality? No, I did not let my mind go there. I thought that was like a recipe for disaster of just thinking of like, why is it so much easier for everybody else? But then again, I didn't like, since I don't really have, any other foundation of bodybuilding and I don't aside from like everybody on our team I don't really talk to anybody else about bodybuilding so you know ignorance is bliss I guess (laughs) yeah kept yourself in the dark you didn't know how bad you had it and then you just had me emailing you and I was like oh you got it great look at all this food you're eating these 1100 calories like you're living the dream (laughs) I feel that that uh ignorance is bliss because my first prep things got pretty rough towards the end of it but it the whole time i never knew that that was coming so i was like oh this isn't that bad and now like i know going into whenever i do another show at some point i'm just gonna be like i know it's coming (laughs) i know it's coming and i've i've said that before as well Why i was like my first contest prep when i was my absolute dumbest like bro of all bros, clean foods, fasted cardio, all out failure training every single day when I knew basically nothing. That was when life was the easiest for me because that's how I thought it was done. As soon as I learned about flexible dieting, you know, interval cardio, being able to like arrange your workouts differently, things just got harder and harder for me because I was like, there's all these possibilities that I can choose from and it just got so much harder. So it'll be interesting as you get into future contest preps to maybe sit down and do this again to see if you think it was harder, easier, or if you can find a way to get back into that ignorant mindset of just like, well, this is my life now, and uh, that's about it. This is what I do every day. <laughs> yeah. Now I follow a lot more like IFBB pros on Instagram, and they're like, oh, prep. 1700 calories and i'm like fuck what you. the hell i fuck you, fuck you, fuck i eat that like for maintenance <laughs> yeah right it's terrible but uh, yeah that's that's one of the pitfalls that a lot of people get into is where they just end up spending all their time comparing themselves to others so i, I like that you said that you just never even kind of let yourself get to that point where you were getting in that comparative mindset um so when you went through prep since it was your first time, was there anything that kind of caught you by surprise? You were like, whoa, like I wasn't expecting for this to be a part of this or because it was also new. You were just like, oh, well, you know, rolling with the punches here. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I after. So I was in a relationship when I first started prep, and I think that made prep a lot more complicated. 
Um, and then after we broke up, like prep just became so much easier because I didn't have to like answer anybody. I could kind of come and go as I please. He's um, gone so now. <laughs> Glad to be rid of him. No, I mean, I guess, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think honestly, even after we broke up too, that's when my weight really started dropping. I don't know if it was a mixture of stress too, but that everything got a whole lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> Cam. Hey. Were you dating anyone when you prepped for the first time? Uh, no. I actually just gotten out of a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you lost a, a heavy ball and chain there. I, I cared towards the end of prep. I cared nothing about women <laughs> and everything about nothing. Just doing absolutely nothing. I yep. was I was listening to a podcast once, and they were talking about like sex drive and kind of like just sexual relations at the end of a prep. And I think the guy that they were interviewing said that, like, the thought of an unlimited, like, I think it was, like, the thought of going to CeCe's Pizza and having unlimited pizza is more sexual than, like, intercourse could ever be. And I was like, this guy, <laughs> this guy is speaking some truth here. He knows what's up. And if you've never been through a contest prep before, you're going to hear that quote and you're going to be like, these guys, these, they're, they're crazy. They don't know what they're talking about. But just wait. Wait until you get deep into that prep and there's that plate of chicken wings there. And you're like, hmm, the things that I would do for that right there. What was, tr quick transition here, getting away from that awkward moment. What was the post-show <laughs> meal for you, Vanessa? When when the reins were lifted and it was freedom, what'd you go for? I think we had dinner um, together. Yeah, we went to Marietta Diner, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, honestly, what I wanted to do was go to sleep, but it I wasn't was hungry. I don't even remember dinner. Yeah, I think I had maybe, I had a burger and fries. And I think I maybe had three bites of my burger and I was like, I'm so full. I want nothing but just to shower and go to sleep. You know what I actually do remember about that dinner? I remember meeting your parents. Your parents are very sweet people. Will you send them my love? <laughs> I will. Perfect. Thanks. My mom had the hardest time coping with me prepping. Like every, we, we FaceTime often. Every time she'd see me, she's like, you're just getting skinnier and skinnier like are you okay i don't like you this thin and i'm like mom it's fine ryan knows what he's doing it's okay yeah it's gonna after, come like, back please don't do that again <laughs> <laughs> like, i am sorry <laughs> i think that's a common reaction of the parents and immediate family what are you doing you're starving yourself you're so hungry all the time why are you like this especially even when... at work yeah at work um a lot of the doctors that I worked with, I didn't tell them I was prepping or anything like that. They just progressively saw me losing weight. So towards the, the end, one of the doctors I work with pulled me aside and she's like, hey, you know, I'm just a little concerned with your weight. Are you doing okay? And I'm like, this is all intentional, I promise. <laughs> it's intentional starvation. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Intentional starvation. Yeah. 
<laughs> intentional controlled starvation. That's what bodybuilding is all about. And only the sickest of individuals will do it. Um, so I did want to kind of give you a chance to maybe talk to any of the listeners out there who are kind of in a similar situation to you. Maybe, maybe they don't have kind of because you see it all the time on Instagram, these like NPC bikini competitors that stay super lean year round. They just have that build. And then there are other women that look at that and that's not the build that they have. That's not their current physique. So maybe they think like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, you know, do bikini or I shouldn't compete for someone like you that that might be in a similar boat to them. What would you tell them in terms of their NPC bikini journey? Just getting started what to expect along the way what's your, what's your big takeaway there um primarily focus on how you feel and performance I feel like that's been the two things that I've been trying to stick to because I mean I didn't I can't say I did really well when it came to reverse dieting out of my show um but once I transitioned from not focusing on how I looked or like just size in general. And I focused on performance. It made it a little bit more bearable with a weight gain at least. Um, and then short-term goals versus long-term goals. I, I also think I kind of like lost focus of other things because I was so focused on Lee Haney and I couldn't think of anybody, anything else. And then after the show, I was like, okay, well, what do I do now? What's my purpose now? Um, but yeah performance for sure yeah i think a lot of people are getting that same boat that like what now mentality and it kind of and it can kind of rob the joy of the actual moment of the show it's like you just competed you just had this extremely high moment and you get which is a very real thing is that post show blues and what you said right there is is a great takeaway for everyone like shift your mindset you're no longer physique motivated anymore. Shift your mindset over to a, a, a performance motivation. Do I feel better? Am I getting my menstrual cycle back? Am I sleeping better? Am I more social? Are my cravings going away? Um, am I less food focused? And am I, you know, lifting more weight than I ever am? Because you most certainly are. So a little behind the scenes, Vanessa's in a mini cut right now. How many, how many pounds down are you so far? Mm, I think 13. So 13 pounds down, stronger than she's ever been. So even if you, you know, like Vanessa said, have a struggle coming out of a show, you shift that mindset, get a little mini cut going down the road, can really still kick some ass. Cam, do you have any questions for the two of us? It's your chance. Interview us. Ready, set, go. What's your favorite color? I'm a purple guy. Ketchup or mustard? Oh, I was going to say purple, too. Yeah? Nice. Oh, so cute. Uh, Favorite car? Oh, that's hard. I don't know anything about cars. I can barely keep track of what my oil changes do. What what car, if if it was a man driving it and you were like, oh, that's an attractive car? Are you asking me? Her. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how my brain wanted to say something a lot more intelligent, but I didn't know how to. 
I'm going to go with uh, a 1971 Ford Bronco, like a white Ford Bronco, OJ Simpson in the front seat cruising. I feel like it's very cliche of me, but I really like bandwagons. Is that what they're called? The Mercedes, like... Station wagon. G-Wagon? G-Wagon. <laughs> <Bandwagon>. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lady there's a lady who went to the CrossFit gym that I used to go to who has, are you ready for it? Not one, not two, but three G-Wagons. She definitely. She do? I don't know. Sells drugs or something. She does what you do. She sells drugs. <laughs> sells drugs to people. All right, Cam, one more. Uh, in a perfect world, what would you and Ryan like to accomplish within the next three years? I'd like to see Vanessa get elected as the first female president of the United States of America. That's <laughs> 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 ambitious. Right? Vanessa, um, now know exactly how to let Ryan down, not be the female <laughs> president. Um, in my perfect world, I would like to see Vanessa be reach a new level of confidence for herself, where she feels that she's in a spot where her physique is further than it's ever been, better than it's ever been, her strength is better than it's ever been, and her life is balanced in a manner that she is happier than she's ever been. That's my perfect world. What about uh, you, Vanessa? Um... I would honestly have to agree because I feel like that's really what we work towards aside from when we decide to do prep or if I ever compete in powerlifting or anything like that. I feel like just a well-balanced lifestyle is the main goal. You can do it. All around, stay away from butt boys. <laughs> that's an easy <laughs> way to get done. I like how you threw in until we decide to contest prep. Then there is no happiness. We just we set happiness aside. And we'll say we'll be back for you in 16 weeks, but you got to hang out over here for a little bit. Exactly. I think everyone watching will really say, "Oh, you know that that motivates me to do a contest prep, <laughs> setting aside my <laughs> happiness for four months out of the year." <laughs> All right, Vanessa, do you have any closing statements for the people? Anything you want to leave them with? Um, if you're interested in bodybuilding or competing, do it, but do it for yourself. Because if you're doing it for the clout, you will fail. Damn. If you're doing it for the clout, you got to get out. You heard it here first. Cam, anything you want to leave the people with? You think you can top that? Let's, let's hear it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. I want to say. I need to thank. First of all, I want to thank my mom and I want to thank Jesus. Both of y'all did a lot for me, really representing. Uh, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Damn right he is. <laughs> all right, people, you heard it here first. Thanks for watching. As always, like, comment, subscribe, drop anything below in the comments that you want to know from Vanessa. We will force her to answer those questions, whether she likes it or not. Stop by the website at giftedperformance.com for all your automated and one-on-one -on -one coaching needs. We will see you on the next one. And until that day arrives, I need one thing from you, and that is to stay gifted. We love you.